We are Chris and Katie, two Jesus girls lovingly referred to as two JGs, who want to share our hearts, our triumphs, and even our misses as we awaken to the gifts of the best. The B is for the Blessed Mother, E, Eucharist and other sacraments, S, Scripture and Saints, and T, Traditions of the Catholic Faith. You'll see how we wrap each episode around this simple and joyful approach to not only knowing our faith, but actually living it in our everyday lives. Let's get started. Welcome to our conversation today. We love to wrap all of our conversations on this Two Jesus Girls podcast around the best. And today we're going to cover an S, Scripture and Saint, but it's one of our favorite scriptures, and it means a lot to both of us. It's John 2, 5, do whatever he tells you. Katie, give us a little background on, on what's happening when Mary utters these words, do whatever he tells you. So there was a wedding in Cana, and Jesus and his disciples and his mother were invited. And really, the couple ran out of wine. And Mary came to Jesus and said, they have no wine. And then my understanding is basically looked at the waiter and said, do whatever he tells you. And I love that Jesus's public ministry had not started yet, and that it begins with a request from Mary, his mother. She too, being our mother, she sees all that Mm -hmm. we need. She knows whatever needs we have in our lives. She goes to her son and asks him to work it out for us and intercedes for us and all our needs and all of our requests. And this fact that it starts his public ministry with do whatever he tells you. And Mary doesn't really isn't quoted that much in the Bible, but Boy, when she when she talks, so it's like we really need to listen. And this is such a simple phrase, but also really deep. Right. As, as we started talking about this, there are so many different directions we can go. But I think what I would love to talk about with you today is what does it mean to do whatever he tells us? And how do we even know what he wants us to do? Well, I was thinking about this and what was really placed upon my heart, first of all, that I had not really thought through yet is we have to be disposed to even hear him to know what she's saying, like to understand that she's saying to us, do whatever he tells you. I always used to hear that and I would use it as a guidepost, you know, that, okay, if I need to make a decision about something, do whatever he tells you. But to back up to that, if I'm not spending time in prayer, if I'm not having that quiet time with him, if I'm not discerning, if I'm not asking him, Um, to help me in certain things, then do whatever. I won't know what he's telling me. Like the do whatever he tells you is a little bit of an empty, it's her prod in a way like, hey, go spend some time with him and do whatever he tells you. I remember when my daughter was young and she would say, well, how do you know what Jesus wants you to do? And in my simple reference, she had a best friend named Elizabeth. And I said, well, does Elizabeth like hamburgers or hot dogs? She's like, oh, she doesn't even like hot dogs. I'm like, well, how do you know? She's mom, I'm with her all the time. And I'm like, right. The same is with Jesus. Mm -hmm. When you're with him all the time, you know what he likes. You know what he's all about. And we're really in imitation of living in this world the way he did. He became human in order for us to not only know the Father, Right, to show us who the Father was, but so that we have a benchmark, or we have a guidepost, we have a way to live, and it's in the way that He lived. 
It's in doing the things that he did that we really do figure out what it is he wants us to do. Right. And I love how, you know, God used this first miracle of Jesus to really highlight his mother, you know, and to highlight the relationship of Jesus to Mary. Gosh, I love that. Well, like, you know, because it was like, okay, it's the first miracle. It, 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 to me, it just speaks of her importance, which a lot of times maybe we haven't learned about our faith or sure. we think that Mary is misplaced. You know, we, we don't know her place in our faith. And so I think for me, it's just a reminder of how important her role is and how she's always leading us to Jesus. It's a constant, even in those words, do whatever he tells you. And it's so simple. And I think we overcomplicate it. And I love how it all ties together too. So it's this wedding feast at Cana is the second luminous mystery. And the rosary is really, which you have taught me, Katie, is the Bible on beads. And when you look at each of the different mysteries, that's so true. Mm -hmm. Mary's whole role is to lead us closer to her son. And so each pondering of the mysteries of the rosary lead us into this deeper understanding of the mysteries. And I read that recently somewhere too, that when we pray the rosary, we enter deeper into the mystery and it's revealed to us in a new way. And when we look at Mary and her role here, we look at what is Jesus telling us to do? Because that's what she said, do whatever he tells you. He mm -hmm. said, that's what she said to the wine stewards. Whatever he's going to tell you to do, it's going to be for the good of the couple. She didn't try to direct it. She didn't try to say, hey, I would like you to have them do this, that, and the other. <laughs> I mean, and everybody else's opinion. Right. She just left it to Jesus because she had faith. She trusted that whatever he would choose to do for this couple in this situation was going to be for their good. Mm -hmm. And I really, really want us to remember that too. When we are trying to please God when we are trying to be in His will. Our desire to please Him and our desire to do His will is pleasing to Him. Exactly. Even if we miss the mark. But there are so many um, signs. There are so many ways that we can learn to know Him and know His will. To spend that time, like you say, in quiet prayer, to dispose our hearts to Him, to have that relationship with Him. And, and if we don't, you know, if maybe that's not super comfortable for some people yet. I don't really know what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. Get into his word, get mm -hmm. into the scriptures. And a couple of the things that we want to look at today is in all of our lives, we have crossroads at different times. Maybe we're struggling with um, forgiveness. Maybe we're struggling with loving um, certain people in our lives or there's a physical or spiritual or emotional pain that we're going through. We're going to look at a couple different guideposts, a couple different ways that Jesus shows us what he's looking for. And one place that we can't start are the Beatitudes. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, as we do this, I would love to look at it through the lens of simplicity because I think that we overcomplicate this so much. You know, it's, you know, and, and actually, even when you were mentioning the rosary, the rosary is so simple in nature, but yet so deep, mm -hmm. just like the Blessed Mother. I mean, she's just, she, it's her simplicity that is attractive to us. And so when we're, you know, listening to these Beatitudes and when we're listening to ways to enter into prayer, like 
I just have to remind myself because I tend to overcomplicate things. Like we just need to keep this really simple. And that's why he gave us the word of God and he gave us sacramentals like the rosary and the sacraments in our church. Well, I I love that too, Katie, because when we look at the Beatitudes, they are very simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, well, let's just start with Matthew 5. And it says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I love that you can hear my Bible flipping too, but blessed <laughs> are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. You know, we know so many people that there are many things in this world that we can mourn about, just the loss of a job, loss of a child, loss mm-hmm. of our health. And we mourn those things and we will be blessed. Mm-hmm. Like there's Jesus wants to speak to our hearts. He wants to have us know him. And if for me, I, I tend to talk a lot, so I don't always listen to God. <laughs> I have a lot to say. <laughs> so putting myself in the silence isn't always easy for me, Katie. I think you're much better at that and the discipline of quiet and that sanctity of quiet. Well, I go so in and out of that, which is why I I have that reminder of keeping it simple. Because you reading that, those are promises he's making to us. And sometimes I forget his promises even, you know? And so when when you're in the word and he's telling you that, yes, even those that mourn will be blessed, that is hopeful. That's, there's hope in that. And I think too, we, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. And I guess I I do want to just trying to, there are so many things that we can talk about and just trying to simplify even our conversation is we all have situations where it's hard to forgive. But what does Jesus tell us to do? What is he telling us? Blessed are those who are merciful. Blessed are those that are peacemakers. Right. I mean, (laughs) he's asking us to be peacemakers. And to be merciful. Mm -hmm. And to look also at the scripture of the the Our Father when they said, Jesus, teach us to pray. He taught them the prayer, Our Father. And as we go through that, it's forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. So we're asking God, forgive us the same way I'm forgiving that person who just hurt my child, that person who just scorned me, the person who, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. he's asking us to imitate that. And I think that also Jesus is telling us to do not only in his words, but in his actions. I mean, on the cross, he's forgiving the people that crucified him. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, the very people who have brought him to this place of suffering. I mean, all of us participate in that, but he wants that forgiveness for us because he knows that only in forgiveness will we have peace. So there's, I I love that. So in the merciful and also love, Mm -hmm. you know, is there someone in your life that is, close to you, which is, I always find that God puts those people closest to us that bring us to our greatest virtue that we struggle against. Well, and even in Jesus's time, you know, I don't exactly know the scripture, but, you know, he was not revered or, you know, he wasn't even wanted in his own town. Like, right. so of course it's the people that are closest to us that refine us the most. I mean, you know, it's easy to love lovable people mm-hmm. and not that 
I mean, everyone is lovable, but if you could pick and choose, right. what I mean, and there, that's a scripture too. Right. Like, what, what good is that? <laughs> right. Um, so we want people because really it's always about us. You know, um, I was talking to my sister-in-law the other day about something and we were talking about our own behaviors and how when we change our behavior, somehow what we thought was about someone else is not about them at all. It is totally about us. So when we change our behaviors, these things that we thought were a problem are no longer a problem because we have changed. Well, that is, you know, second conversation, but the power of a praying wife. Mm -hmm. I remember years and years ago, I was reading that and, you know, thinking, oh, my, the power of a praying wife, I'm going to change him. (laughs) (laughs) My power will be fulfilled with my prayer. (laughs) But it was all about changing me. It was about changing my heart. It was about changing my actions. It was well, about- and you were changing them directed. The guidepost was Christ mm-hmm. and imitating him and reading his word. I mean, that was, you know, the the wind beneath your wings of change. It it was a hundred percent, but it was prayer. Mm-hmm. It was prayer that changed my heart. And Jesus would go off to pray. He would go off to be with his father and listen to him and get, you know, it was his will that he came to fulfill. You know, what is your will, Father? So there's another example of Jesus showing us, turn to the Father, turn to them, the Holy Trinity, and ask for the grace to do whatever they are telling us in order that to have joy in this life, even in the midst of suffering. Mm -hmm. And that is also another piece too. If you are suffering emotionally, physically, spiritually, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. He wants to help carry that burden with us, whatever it is. He wants us to take up our cross and follow him. That it is only in the taking up of the cross that we will then enjoy the resurrection as well. And that we're not meant to carry our burdens alone. That we have the Blessed Mother. And we have this this beautiful, amazing God who wants to walk with us in this journey. He wants us to turn to Him. He does. And and Mary's teaching us that in the scripture. By her saying, do whatever He tells you, she reveals many things about herself that I think are good examples of us to try to imitate. She reveals her own humility. She reveals her own consideration of others, her trustful abandonment to Jesus. And what I love the most is like her motherly influence over him. Yeah. And that, that does, that's another promise to us that she is always interceding for us to, to him, to him, yes. with him. For us, (laughs) she is. I think you get my gist. Yes, she's standing in the gap. She is standing in the gap. She's standing in the gap between us and Jesus. To you know, it's. I know when I was young too, we would we would definitely not be asking my dad. We would go (laughs) to my mom. She would fluff it up, and she would talk to my dad about it. And that's how it came to be. You know, if we had any chance, it was the mama who was going to soften whatever needed to be done. (laughs) You just made me, we have a text message um, where I have just girls and somehow dad got added into that text thread (laughs) and there was a request on there and someone was like, you sent it to the wrong text thread. Dad's on here. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, he wasn't supposed to know yet. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But it is such a reminder that she is so intimately involved in our lives and in our relationships 
relationship with Jesus. And part of awakening our hearts, part of all of this is not to take the easy road, but to let this journey be one where we're not spinning our wheels. And St. Louis de Montfort, I think, is the one who said the shortest and easiest path to sanctity is through Mary to Jesus. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing for sure. Because she always points us to Jesus. And that's why I think some people can hesitate because they feel like, oh, we give too much credence to Mary or what have you. We can never love Mary more than Jesus did. Mm, I love that. And in this scripture, we see him, because if you read a little bit more about it, there's a passage and it's a little bit deep, but he was like, well, a little, what does this have to do with me? But he doesn't hesitate to do what Mary's asking him to do, to intercede for this couple and to do and begin his ministry in the perfect time. And it came through a request of his mother. I love that. I love that too. And that it was at a wedding. It really, the beauty of marriage, you know, it speaks to the sacrament of marriage and and what importance Mary and Jesus and the disciples there and all the guests there placed on that marriage. Well, and I I mean, really seriously, in this one little scripture, do whatever he tells you, we could talk for right. It could hours. be a whole season. <laughs> I mean, it sure could. A B-E-S-T, the whole thing. <laughs> because the sacrament of marriage, do we invite Jesus in mm-hmm. to our weddings these days? Or is it really focused on the best dress, the best flowers, the best venue, when really it's an invitation to Jesus to be a part of our mm-hmm. marriage, to really be the head of our marriage, to and it doesn't have to be that, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I can be more intentional about that today. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be, of course, like, of course it's at the actual wedding, but I mean, that's a reminder to me and kind of an inspiration that, no, I need to recognize his place and importance in my own marriage. Oh, a hundred percent, Katie. It's not just that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd right. be really I mean, sad if he showed up just that just day. A, right. But it's <laughs> right. just a reminder to... Just consistently invite him in. Well, and it will help our marriages to to have him be a part of. Because for me, and Katie knows this, obedience isn't one of my best virtues. <laughs> I think you're being a little hard on yourself well, you today. Say that you say that, but it, you know, I mean, even we were laughing before we started. Like, does this make you cringe? Like, <laughs> when somebody tells me what to do, I'm like, oh, you know, a little bit. But it's such a beautiful gift. When we are doing for the other in our marriage what is loving mm-hmm. and true and right and just, it, it will only thrive. And so what does God ask us to do? What is he asking us to do? Let's, let's sum some of these things up that we've talked about today. Being merciful. Being loving. Being take, humble. Being humble. Taking up our crosses. In each of these situations that we've brought up, there are beautiful scriptures that go with that. But you who are listening to us today are a part of this conversation. Whatever is heavy on your heart, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're looking for guidance for, turn to Jesus mm-hmm. and do whatever he tells you. And you will be amazed. You will be wowed mm-hmm. at the, it's one of Katie's wonderful acronyms that I love so much. Wow. Whispers of wonder. And he will astound you. It's a journey and adventure. Absolutely. So our faith in action this week, I would, I would just invite you to, 
one of a couple things or certainly whatever you feel called to do. But this week, find a scripture and pray about what he's asking you to do. As Mary pondered things in her heart, take a scripture and just really ponder what it means for you in your life and what you're going through and what you're asking the Lord to do. And it may even be this scripture. Maybe there's something that you know that the Lord has been prompting you to do and you've been resisting a little bit. Maybe this is, you know, a little nudge that do whatever he tells you. A little call to action. little call to action. And and, I just got chills. And in that, you are the wine stewards then. Just do whatever he tells you. He'll take care of it. He will do what is best for you. And another option is go to our mother. Go to Mary. Ask her to help you see all that Jesus is and wants to be in your life. Start a conversation with her. Mothers are so easy to talk to, typically. (laughs) Um, My mother passed away years ago, but it's funny. I said to my daughter the other day, I said, it's so funny. I still get this urge to call Mimi. Mm. Like this, something happened. I don't even remember what it was, but I was like, oh, really wanted to pick up the phone and call her (laughs) and tell her. So go to our mother. She has so much wisdom and goodness to share with us. And Katie, I just um, thank you for this time today. We always glean so much from each other. Thank you so much, all of you who are listening. And do we want to end with a St. Michael prayer today? Yes. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. All right. Until next time, JGs, know your faith, love your faith, and live it. Hey, this is Chris. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode of the Two Jesus Girls podcast. If you want to go deeper, visit our website at awakenyourfaith.org to join our free AYF circle, where we bring community, programs, and content together in one place.